0: And I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm, I don't feel like I'm going to preach long tonight. Um, I don't have a lot, but I do have a lot. I, I, I believe what I have to say is what God has asked me to say tonight. Amen? And so I, I hope and pray that, that it ministers to you the way that it has to me the last few days. I, I'm going through a lot of struggles in my life personally. I've got a lot of battles, a lot of family issues going on. But I know that God is still on the throne. Amen. And I'm not deterred. Am I, does it hurt? Yeah. Does it beat me down? Yeah. Does it, is it a struggle? Absolutely. But my faith is in God. Amen. I'm not going to change that. I'm looking to Him. I know He's the answer. Amen. He, he, he's been the answer for everything in my life since I've turned my life over to Him. And He'll continue to be the answer. I don't know what's going on with this cord. Some of Jared's concoctions. Look at that. Yeah. It's got a short. has so got? Amen. So if you have your Bible tonight, you'll turn with me to the book of Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. The title of the message tonight, God, He's still the great I am. God, He's still the great I am. Amen. If you'll stand with me, we're going to read Exodus chapter 3. Verses, we'll begin in 2, read through 15. Amen. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sign, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the afflictions of my people, which are in Egypt. And I have heard the cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up. And out of the land unto a good land, and a large land, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, into the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send unto Pharaoh that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say unto me, What is his name? And what shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. I want to say that again. I am That I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial unto all generations. I want you to make sure you hear that. All generations. Amen. Would you pray for me tonight? Father God, I need you tonight, Lord Jesus, to preach and deliver the word, God, that I believe that you have placed in my heart, God. Father, I ask you, Lord, tonight, God, that you would open every ear to hear God, your word, Lord, I pray that it would find its proper resting place, Lord, upon the hearts and the souls of your people. God, I pray that you would help me to encourage, God, those that have come out tonight, Lord, that need encouraging, those, God, that have come out tonight doubtful, Lord, I pray, tonight by the Holy Ghost, God, that you would change that doubt into belief. God, I pray that, Lord, if there's one here lost that don't know you, God, that you would deal with that heart, Lord, tonight. Oh, God, I know I need the anointing God to deliver your word and I pray that you would come Lord and speak to our hearts tonight in the precious name of Jesus we bind every hindrance every foul spirit we rebuke the devourer in Jesus name God let your seed fall in its proper place in this hour and we'll give you the glory honor and praise amen and amen you may be seated tonight Amen. I just believe tonight that the title of this message, God's been speaking to me, that he's still the I am. Amen. Sometimes we just need to know that God is still on the throne, that he's still in control, that nothing's caught him off guard. Amen. It doesn't matter if you're a preacher, a pastor, associate pastor, a minister, a jail preacher, a Christian, or who you are, what you're going through, when you're walking sometimes. Amen. This life gets very hard to handle. Handle, the load gets very real. Amen. You get punched, it seems like, from every angle, as Brother Jared said the other night. You get up from one battle and get hit with another one. It just seems like it's a nonchalant sometimes of fighting your life. Amen. But God is speaking to me this week, and He said, I still am the great I am. Amen. And I know that I can't look past that, that my eyes must be focused on Him to know that He knows everything that's going on in my life, Amen. He knows everything that's going on in your life, and He is able to do what we need Him to do to get us through and to see us through our hard times, Amen. You know, it's a, it's a it seems like sometimes uh, that we get saved uh, and everything's all right for a while. You may be in that place now. You just give your life to the Lord, you know, and it seems like that you're on t- cloud nine. But I promise you, hang in there long enough. The enemy knows uh, what you used to be, just like He knows. What what I used to be and he wants to combat that and fight that but God has never lost one that held on to him I want to say that again amen to those that grab a hold of the almighty hand of God amen and hold on to it he will not lose you or I amen I know that it took a long righteous arm to reach down to the pits of hell to pull me out of my sin out of my bondage amen but his arm was long enough and his hand was strong enough, amen, to grab a hold of mine and to pull me up, amen. And if it was able to do that, then I just want to encourage myself tonight and say I know that I know that I know that the great I am is able to keep me from everything that I'm going to go through, amen. And I want to tell you the same, that your God is able. Tonight, I want to encourage us in this fact of life, that whatever we face and whatever we go through, if we're born again of Jesus Christ, the great I am is fighting for you and for me. Amen. I want to tell you this, my first point today, failure is not final. Failure is not final. Amen. There was some testimonies earlier tonight that just encouraged me when they begin to speak about their past. Amen. Failure is not final. God called Moses to go forth, amen, after he killed and buried an Egyptian. Let's look at it. Amen. Exodus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. Let me read it to you. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out unto his brethren and he looked on their burdens and he spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew one of his brethren and he looked this way and that way and when he had saw that there was no man he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand are you going to tell me tonight that God Almighty could call somebody like Moses that killed somebody and buried them in the sand? That's exactly what I come to tell you tonight. Amen. Your past failures is not final with God. Amen. God called a man. That word there, slew, literally, literally means that he beat, struck, and wounded, and killed or murdered this man. Moses uh, was a murderer, in case you didn't know it. Amen. The Bible says in Acts chapter 7 verses 23 through 30 that Moses was about 40 years old when he looked on the burdens of his brothers. In verse 30 the Bible goes on to say that when he was 40 years old, when 40 years had expired, there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord in a flame of a fire in a bush. So we know that Moses was about 80 years old when God spoke to him and called him. You see, it was a 40-year time that Moses began to move. Moses became a stranger, the Bible says, in the land of Midian, where he had two sons. But God never forgot about this man called Moses. And I come to tell somebody tonight, That God hasn't forgotten about you and your call that God has put on your life. Amen. It doesn't matter how long ago it was. Uh, It was 40 years for Moses. Now you got to remember back in Bible days, uh, amen, that people lived a lot longer than what we do now. So let's just half that up and say 20 years. Amen. Maybe it's been 20 years uh, since you committed your affliction or your crime or whatever before God. Uh, Amen. You know that God has called you to do something and you look back on your life and you think well God I did this I was such and such and I did these things in my life and that was 10 or 20 years ago and you're you're fooling around with God saying I can't do what you've called and asked me to do but I come to tell you tonight that your failure isn't final amen I want this to go out across the internet and across the world amen to tell somebody listen your failure isn't final do not let what you did in the past define where you're going with God because we serve a God tonight if he could forgive Moses of what he did he's one of the main characters in the Bible amen and everything that man fasted 40 days and nights two different times I come to tell you your failure isn't final tonight the God I serve is still the great I am amen and everything that you know in your life that you've done wrong or that you didn't do what God wanted you to do don't you sit down and stop now my God is calling you forth tonight he He's letting you know your failure's not final and He wants you to get up from where you're at and to pick up yourself and say, I'm not going to stay here any longer. I'm going to move forward with God. You see, if I was to go around here tonight and take a census of everybody in this church to say, think back to your darkest moment of the very darkest thing that you did that possibly nobody knows about but you, Or some things that everybody knows about that you know you did. And you was to start thinking about that. And I said, raise your hand and stand up and tell me. Some of us wouldn't want to do that, would we? And we don't have to, thank God. Because the blood of Jesus, amen, has forgiven us. But the point I'm trying to make to you tonight is, amen, that Moses was a man that man wouldn't have called. No, no, man, no man would have called more Moses to go forth and do what Moses did. But God called him forth to do it. Amen. And so tonight, don't you let nobody around you judge you and remind you of who you used to be when you're trying to live for God. You say, you shut up and sit down over there. My, my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. I don't have to listen to what you say. All i got to listen to is what Jesus has to say about my life. Failure's not final. You see, Moses had a burning bush experience in verse 2 that we read. I want to ask you tonight, have you had yours yet? Have you had your burning bush experience yet? You see, I got a a memorial of burning bush experiences in my life. I had one right there last Wednesday night. You see... Many times, we just settle for one burning bush experience, and that'll carry us a long ways. Amen. But if you're somebody like me, you got to have several burning bush experiences in your life. And I come to tell you, if you'll push to seek God, then He'll give you more than one. You don't have to settle for one. Amen. But you got to have a hunger and a desire to get more of this Jesus Christ. Amen. I could have stayed right there last Wednesday night in my seat and had my head planted in my hands and just sat right there and never moved when God told me to move. And I wouldn't have got the encouragement that I got when I was here Wednesday night. Amen. I'll tell you what that did. The Spirit of God went into me. Amen. All the places that I was hurting, all the places that I was in, pain all the dry places Uh, you know when you preach sometimes and you go to church and you live for God and you're doing what all you can do but you just seem like you're never really getting filled into amen and you just feel like you're just getting dry sometimes Uh, but but man when God comes in he knows that we're at the place when we need him amen and he just came in and just strengthened my life that was a burning bush experience for me Amen. I thank God for times like that. And so Moses had one of these burning bush experiences. And I want you to know tonight that if you haven't yet done that, if you haven't yet been to a place where God gave you that kind of experience with him, amen, set your eyes upon the master tonight because he's in this place and he desires for you to see him in a way that you have possibly never seen him before. You know, I feel sorry for people. Many people go through this life and they never experience God in a reality, in a way, amen, that is supernatural. I'm telling you some of the things that I've experienced with God. God or supernatural. You can call me weird if you want to. It don't bother me one bit. I know where I've been, and I know what I've been through, and I know what happened over here. It wasn't makeup. It wasn't fun and gun. It wasn't make-believe. It was a real experience with God, a burning bush experience, amen, and I know that God has commissioned me in my life to go forth for the next things that He has for me. I'm trusting and believing God, amen, that my life is never going to be the same. Hell got worse this week than it was last week but I know that I know that I know that the great I am is working on my behalf hallelujah amen that verse there says that there was an angel that spoke in verse 2 you know if you go on to read that in verse 4 it actually goes ahead and says that God called him Called out to him in the midst of the bush. That bush was on fire, but the bush was not consumed. Amen. You see, God's fire preserves his presence. God's fire preserves his presence. God's presence went with Moses from that moment forward. God's presence was with him when he commissioned him to go to the land of Egypt to free the Israelites out there was a lot of things that had to take place you know the story you know most of you do the, the, all the plagues that was sent when god's trying to get pharaoh's attention to let my people go and all of the miracles that took place resulted from one day in Moses's life When there was a bush on fire. And Moses turned to see what was happening. And Moses began to inquire. You see from that moment forward. When he had that experience with God. It set him up for victory. But how many times along the way. During that journey do you think that Moses thought. This, God's just not doing it like I think He should do it. God ain't, you know, my serpent my, my rod turned into a serpent. That, that didn't even bother them. They still won't let my people go. How many times do you think that we always read these stories and we see the victory, but you know, we don't always see the process that they had to walk through to get to the victory. There's always a process that we have to go through, and, and even the characters in the Bible went through these same things. But God's fire preserves His presence. When we get in the fire, the power and the fire of God, His presence is then attached to us. When God moves supernaturally to get your attention or mine, we better look, amen, to see what's happening. Verse 3, I want to read it again. The Bible said, Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is on fire, basically, but it's not burnt. He saw a great sight. But you know what he did? Like I said, he turned And he gave his attention to God. How many times in our life do we sit in church, supernatural move of God, time and time and time again. God's moving. God's working in our life. God's doing things up here around these altars. And we sit back in our chair and we just watch from afar. Or either we watch what's going on behind us or we have a conversation with somebody sitting beside us and we don't put our attention and turn aside. You see, Moses turned aside. He said, there's something going on over here supernaturally. I'm going to turn aside to see what it is. His focus began to become on what God was doing in his midst. Church, we can't ever look to the things going on around us when God is right in our midst doing things. Amen. I believe the last few services God has started doing some supernatural things in our midst. Amen. Let's pay attention to what's going on. Let's not just say it was another church service, amen. Let's come to the house of God, believe in God for the supernatural, amen. You know what opens the door for the supernatural? Not only does prayer open the door for it, but people that will believe for it opens the door for supernatural. We got a building over here that's completely debt free right now because of the supernatural power of God providing finances for this church, amen. But guess what? We're not done yet. We still need some more, amen and I know in God's timing that'll come but we've got to come to the mindset believing that the great I am is able to provide everything that we need to build that church over there amen would you agree with that let's just bind together in prayer this week let's come Sunday morning believing amen that God is able to do a supernatural blessing upon this church to do what he desires to do amen when God moves supernaturally to get your attention you better look Amen. When the Lord sees that we see Him. Look at what verse 4 says. And when the Lord saw that Moses turned aside to see, God called unto him by name. Moses, Moses. You see, we always think that everything's on God. But it's not. You and I play a vital role and what we receive from heaven. Amen. You listen to what I'm telling you tonight. We are so important to the factor of what we receive. If we come looking for God to do something. Believing that God can do something. And you see God begin to move and do something. And we sit there and don't do anything. Probably not going to get anything. But once we begin to activate our faith when we believe that God's doing something, when we activate our faith by moving towards him as Moses did in the scripture that we just read, then we activate the power of God to do something in our lives. Amen. We don't have to leave the way that we came in Jesus' name. Because God Almighty Himself is in the midst of us tonight. Amen. There's no telling it the miracles that are hanging here, ready to be grabbed on by somebody that will stand up at some point and say, I know that He's the great I am. I know who God is. I know there's a miracle for me. I'm not going to sit by and let somebody else grab my miracle. No siree. If there's something in this house for me, I want to get it. And I know nobody can get it for me. I'm going to have to get it. My wife can't get it. I need for me, amen I gotta do it myself, yours can't do it for you, you gotta do it yourself amen, I want every person under the sound of my voice to understand tonight, whatever it is that you need from God, God is expecting you to activate your faith amen, and move towards him to receive from him tonight hallelujah Hallelujah. Moses replied here am I (laughs) When God begins to give us access to Him, our responsibility is on us. God began to reveal to Moses that He had seen the affliction of His people and that He had heard their cry and He knew of their sorrows. Amen. You know, that's just like you and I today. It's the same thing. Do you think that God is sitting idly by watching His children go through difficult times and just not doing anything about it. You know, I preached a message not long ago, and I made this statement. I said, God will never put us through something that He doesn't know already before, not not put us through, let me reword that. God doesn't allow us to go through something. Amen. That He doesn't already know that we're able to get through that before He allows us to go through it. And that's what we have to remind. I've had to remind myself of that. You know, when you preach something, you're going to walk through it. <laughs> Amen. You're gonna, I promise you're going to walk through it. And so what I've had to remind myself is, God, if, if you knew all of this was coming my way, then you already knew that I was able to withstand it and go through it. That's where we must look at things, church. We've got to get to that place that no matter what comes our way, that we know that the God that we trust and the God that we believe in is able to see us through. Amen. He knows where we're at. You know, that the people were being afflicted. And today you can look around the world and you think, man, Christians are being afflicted the same way. You know, the the Christian world, the Christian nation of Christians as whole. uh, uh, Everything seems like it's an attack against us anymore. And I know that God's looking down on on us, the church, and on His people. And He knows everything that the church is going through. He knows the things that that, that we're facing. And He says, I'm going to see you through it. I'm going to see you through it if you'll hold on to me. I like what God said in verses... In verse number eight, he said, I am come down to deliver them out. Amen. That gives me hope, Sister Tammy, to know that you know what we're going through as a church and in this world, it doesn't seem to be getting any better. It seems to be getting worse. Amen. But I know that the world's not going to get in us. We're going to take over the world eventually. Amen. It may not come right now the way things are set up, but in His kingdom, we're going to rule this world. Amen. We're going to be the leaders of this world. We got some bad leaders in a lot of places right now in this world. But I know that Jesus is looking down. God sees the church and sees everything that Christians are going through. Sees us as the believers and what we're facing. And he knows amen that it ain't getting any better down here. But he sees the affliction, just like the Bible said there when he's talking to Moses. He says I see what they're doing. I'm going to come down and deliver them out of that. Not only was he come down but he went on to say I'm going to deliver them out and bring them up. Amen. You know what happens when we get in the presence of God? We may be downcast. We may be beat down. We may be hurting. uh, Amen. We may be uh, a lot of troubles on us, uh, but we can be lifted up through Him. Uh, He lifts us up. He's a burden lifter. Amen. He lifts the burdens off of us so that we can withstand everything that we're facing, and I'm thankful for Him. Amen. And when He says that, it just brought me to thinking, you know what? That verse sounds so familiar. Like it just sounds like... amen, that there'd be a rapture coming, amen, very soon, amen. He said, I'm gonna come down and deliver them up, amen. One day, that's what's gonna happen. We're gonna be walking with God. We're gonna be serving God, amen. Jesus is gonna come down, and he's gonna deliver us up, amen. If you believe that tonight, say amen with me. There's a rapture coming. I know the world don't like it. A lot of the church won't even preach it anymore, but I still believe that Jesus is gonna step out on the cloud of glory one of these days and I believe that it's so very very soon church if you're not ready and your family's not ready then you better get ready Amen. you better get everything under the blood because Jesus is coming to take us out of this mess very soon amen and we're going to be with him forever I believe it with all my heart when God delivers us out he brings us much higher than what we were Hallelujah. He brings us higher. He brings us higher. I know. You know, when we go through things, when we come out to the other side, it's always sweeter. It's always better. We always look back on that and we say, man, you know, a lot of the things that I've went through in my past that I thought were so bad. You know, when God brought me through it, I saw what He was trying to do in the end and how He's used those things in my life to bring me to a better place in Him and to strengthen my walk with Him. And you know, that's what He does. He, take, he God doesn't waste anything. He doesn't waste anything in our life. We would choose a complete different path than what He's chosen for us many times. Amen. But God knows what we need. And He'll he'll prove us through it all. He's able. Amen. Verse 8 goes on to say this. He says, I'm going to bring them up and bring them out of that land unto a good land. You see, Moses was the type of Christ in the Bible. And God sent him to be a deliverer. God sent him to deliver his people. And you and I today have been sent to deliver God's people. There's a lot of people in bondage. There's a lot of people shackled up by shame. There's a lot of people that need this Christ in their life. God's placed you on your job because there's somebody that he wants you to minister to. You didn't just happen to wind up right there. I promise you. There's somebody there that needs to be encouraged by you. Amen. You see, the pulpit's everywhere. It's not just on a Sunday morning. It's our walk. It's our life to share this gospel with all of those that we come encounter with. You know, me and Brother Jason went and picked up a dump truck the other day down south. He couldn't find one where he wanted it. had to go way out of the way. But when we got down there, we realized there was two men that needed to hear about Jesus that day. And one of them accepted him right there. Amen. On the spot. That's the God that we serve. Amen. But you see, Brother Jason's always willing to go the extra mile to get to that place to talk to that person. That's what we all must do. I mean, God's got us in specific places for reasons. Amen. Jesus desires us to be used by Him every day. Moses was a type of Christ sent to deliver the people. Jesus is the deliverer today. But He's using us to go forth and do it. It doesn't matter our past. doesn't matter what we've done. God still wants to use us to deliver. Verse 11, Moses said, Who am I? He looked within himself. Nothing that I've done, tells me that I should be the one to go, God. He felt helpless. He said, you want me to go back to where I killed this Egyptian? You go go to Pharaoh now? The highest authority in the land? Can you imagine all the devils that Moses had to have fought at that moment in his life? Burning bush experience or not, now the devil comes in. You mean you want to send me back to the very mess that I made? Isn't that what God does many times in our life? He'll send us to minister in the very areas that we were the messiest in. Amen. That's why I love to go to the jail and preach because I've been there right where them guys are at. That's why I never get tired of telling my testimony how God delivered me out of drugs because I know there's somebody out there that needs to hear it. Whatever your messiest situations being in your life, if you're walking for God now, God wants to turn that around and use you to minister to someone through that, just as He did Moses. He didn't care. Amen. The highest authority in the land, it didn't matter. All the way, the devil's tormenting him. Verse 13, I want to read that again. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you. And they shall say unto me, What is his name? And what shall I say unto them? This, this is Moses in my mind. I get what you want me to do, God. But what name shall I say has sent me when they ask me who sent me? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you want me to go, I understand that you're telling me to go do this. You, I, I see you're real. I hear you speaking to me but but what name am I going to say? sent me to do this? He said, I am. Can I tell you tonight, church, that's the only thing that matters tonight out of everything that I say. God is your great I am. God is everything that you and I need tonight. He's the great I am. Nothing's changed from that moment in time for us today. Look now at verse 15 again. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, The Lord, God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you. And this is my name. Forever. And this memorial, this is my memorial unto all generations. Amen. This means that tonight, I am that I am is here for you, and he's here for me. You need a deliverer in your life? I am is here. You need hope in a hopeless situation? I am is here. I am that I am that I am. Lewis, I'm going to ask you to come on back up here if you will, brother. You know, I was riding on the lawnmower last week out here just praying, and God began to speak to me about this passage of Scripture. And God just said, I am that I am. I said, man, I said, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot that's, that's very little but that is so much I am that I am I am what I am what you need I am the great I am Alpha Omega beginning is the ending. King of Kings Lord of Lords Deliver, I am. But God, you don't see this situation in my life. I am. That I am. But God, how are you going to fix this? I am. That I am. But God, you don't know everything that's going on in my life and the trouble I'm in right now. I am. That I am. But God, my family's falling apart I am that I am God I'm sick I've got this disease I can't overcome it I am that I am but God I'm in bondage I've got this addiction I can't break it off my life I don't I've tried I don't know how to give it up I am that I am that I am that I am that I am You don't know the problems that my children are in, the bondage that's in their life. I am that I am. I am. My marriage is falling apart. I am that I am. Life is too much for me to grasp right now. I am that I am that I am that I am. am. Would you stand with me tonight?